0: what's up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday may 3rd 2022 a win a wednesday on a tuesday i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside forbes 30 under 30 aka the second best baby blues in san francisco aka the engaged one at tim gettys
1: let's tim host greg i love our commitment to the the kind of funny bits that it's still widow wednesday on a tuesday when wit is not part of it hey man, it's we, just the we, best
0: we did it we moved it we made it happen it's got to be that way and i want you to know my dedication to you tim gettys because we've talked mm-hmm. before we don't do the show enough we don't get to do enough things together which i know sounds ridiculous but it's true we don't actually do a, a lot of content together we just have to be in meetings all the time together gary have hit me up about 9 38 and was like, hey, my thing got done early. If you want, I can still come on. But I totally understand if you're committed. And I'm like, we are committed. We are committed to Tim Getty's being here. Because Tim's having hell a hell of a week. That. Kicked it off with Monday. Oh, yeah. Had a great episode of Blessing. Lots of Square Enix stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now you're here, lots mm-hmm. of other stuff to talk about. But how are you, Tim? What is happening in the Dude. core of your soul?
1: Oh, I'm really good. There's a lot of great stuff. and Including the fact that I got to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. We got to go to a screener. And uh, now we're going to go full is- spoilers. Full spoilers. No, definitely would never do that to you guys. Uh, But a spoiler-free review is going up later today on the Kind of Funny Screencast. So that's exciting. Uh, But that's not all. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I just want to say it. I got to interview Reggie with you guys. The one and only Reggie came to the kind of funny games cast. We hung out, we talked. He put out a book. It was a fantastic interview. Everyone's being so nice to me today. This is like the, I haven't had a moment like this in a while, Greg, where I woke up people and my Twitter nice was blowing up. And, and I was just like, what's going on? Like, I hope this isn't a bad thing. And it wasn't bad at all. So many people like saying saying such nice things to me uh, about like, uh, like, Manic Pic- Maniac Pixel uh, hit me up on Twitter and said, from Let Tim host on the Daily Fix to interviewing Reggie, I'm so proud of you, man. And I'm getting so many messages like that. The comments on the YouTube video I'll say and things like that. It's just cool, man. Like we do cool stuff here. And then every once in a while it allows us to do even more cool shit that is just mind blowing. That, like, from where we were to where we are now. And like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. So, so thankful to all of you out there. Thank you guys for listening and making this all happen. Cause it is a, a very, very, very blessed life. It is a blessed life,
0: Tim. We can't say that enough. So thank you all for making that happen on Patreon by watching, subscriptions, just by, you know, just listening wherever you are. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for what you allow kind of funding to do and what it will continue to do because goddamn one day you're going to see the studio and holy shit. Yep. <laughs> Still a ways yep. Well, That day's not now and it's not soon, but it's coming. Don't worry about it. COVID. Lousy yeah. COVID. In fact, in fact, speaking of COVID and lousy supply chain issues, Nintendo isn't gonna be sell isn't gonna be selling as many switches as they thought. The Prince of Persia remake isn't dead, but it isn't in a good shape. And we now know how successful Tomb Raider it has been. We're gonna talk about all this and more because this is Kinda of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write it with your questions. Comments, concerns about the day's news. Of course, you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusives post show we do each and every weekday. And normally, you can watch us record things like the Games cast. P.S. I love you, XOXO. The Xcast live long before they ever go up anywhere else. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There are plenty of free ways to support Kind of Funny. Number one, you can be watching live on Twitch.tv/KindOfFunnyGames. If you're watching live on Twitch.tv/KindOfFunnyGames, just like O.M. Jesus, Mike Hurley, and Mick Swiss eighty seven. You have a special job. It's a new Go one. to com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later for free on youtube.com slash roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course, they don't get the post show. They can't write in. They don't get the show ad-free, but you still have a great time. Speaking of having a great time, Gregway, you could be having a great time playing games on the Epic Game Store or games that use the Epic Game Store back end like Fortnite, Rocket League, and of course Fall Guys. If you're playing on your PlayStation, your PC, or wherever any of those games are, please use the creator code kind of funny, all one word so we get a little kickback from Epic. You support us, they give us some money, and everybody Takes care of each other. Housekeeping for you. Officially, let's put it out there. Reggie. Yes, Reggie. Reggie on Twitter is on the kind of funny games cast talking about his new book disrupting the game and answering all of Tim's nerdy Nintendo questions uh, it in it is a fantastic interview of course it's me Tim uh, blessing and Andy Cortez and everybody comes in with things to ask and have opinions about uh, I'm the one who went through and read the book I had a great time with the book it was a I thought a very touching book uh, you know Reggie of course an industry icon but he does pearl, peel back the curtain a bit and talk a lot about his relationship with Awada and really get into some personal stuff there which I really appreciate it so you can check that out youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe wherever you get the kind of funny games cast please like it subscribe to it uh leave a little rating go in and leave a review do all that jazz uh then today later today we have a spoiler free review of dr strange and the multiverse of madness on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services around the globe when you search for the kind of funny screencast that will be great who's on that one tim
1: That is going to be me, Kevin, Joey, and Matt Rorabek, our little Canadian maple leaf up there.
0: Our little Canadian maple leaf. I wonder how it feels about that one. Uh, Thank you to our other friends, the Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, Chime and Babble, but we'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. My I just went through puberty and forever will be. I am. The Roper Report.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Time
0: for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one: Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake. Is changing game developers. We'll start with the official word. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, my God. This fucking game. The official word for the Prince of Persia Twitter account that put up this image uh, slash letter. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. The development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake will now be led by Ubisoft Montreal, the very birthplace of the epic Sands of Time trilogy. The decision is an important step, and the team built... The decision is an important step, and the team building upon the world achieved by Ubisoft uh, Poon Pune, yeah, Pune, as I was and uh, Ubisoft Mumbai uh, will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready. We want to thank you all for your continuous support and patience throughout the development. Rest assured that we will update you on the progress in the
1: future. This is Ubisoft uh, starting work on this game with Mumbai going down that path and then being like, no, 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 that's not how it happened. Rewinding back to here. Now we're trying a different different path through the obstacle course, Greg. I think only good news can come from this at the end of the day. I think that this is a very, very sad story. I wish it wasn't the case. I wish this game was already out and already amazing. But developing games is hard. And I think that what we see here is a group that – really tried their best they put this in the hands of a team that was inexperienced and not uh ready for this but i think it's kind of cool that they gave them that a the chance to to try right like that sucks for us as gamers and consumers that want to play this but i do think that it's cool that they they try they they let them try this long uh to get this right. And they're clearly hitting a point that it's not working out for them now. So they're moving it over to Montreal, which gives me hope of like, okay, cool. Maybe now there's a chance this game actually comes out in the next two years and is actually good.
0: Two years? Come on. Here's some context for you from Tom Ivan over at VGC. The game, which was all with the game, which has already been de- delayed on several occasions, was previously in development at indian studios ubisoft poon and ubisoft Mumbai. Uh, prince of persia the sands of time remake has been in development for two and a half years uh, when it was announced in september 2020 following a negative reaction to the game's reveal trailer its director said ubisoft had chosen to give the remake quote a unique visual treatment to make it stand out from other titles Prince of Persia The Sands of Time remake was originally planned to release in January 2021, but it has suffered multiple delays. It was most recently scheduled to release during Ubisoft's current fiscal year, which ends March 31st, 2023, but today's announcement suggests that may no longer be the case. Ubisoft Montpellier is uh, reportedly working on an unannounced 2.5D Prince of Persia game, uh, which is said to take inspiration from Moon Studios' Ori series.
1: Okay, first (laughs) off, fuck all the bad news how I was gonna say, did i not hear about I was gonna, thank
0: you tim i was like are we burying the lead when did i i do not
1: remember ever hearing about this oh my god that sounds like a dream come true for me that sounds incredible i i don't know uh that that development team but a 2.5 d prince of persia with ori influence yes please that sounds fantastic um but now okay now going back to the other thing i still don't think what i'm saying about two years is that crazy this is a remake of a fairly short game all things considered and it seems like from what we've seen the biggest issues are more graphical but like this is far along in development already and this was years ago so i don't think it's that...
0: it, they've been working it since 2018 and they're mm-hmm. today throwing in the towel on it i imagine you're just starting from scratch to some degree Like, I don't know if they're coming in to fix what's happened before. If there's like, because again, if you're, especially if you're now, so many eyes have been on this. So much has happened. It's so, it's tainted meat. It's tainted meat is what they're screaming right now over at Ubisoft Mm -hmm. uh, Montreal, right? And so you get it in there. You're going to look, you're going to sort through what's usable and what's not usable. I think they're going to sit down and be like, all right, we got to kind of go from scratch on
1: this. I, I think that even starting from scratch, though, like, look, I'm not a scientist, but at the end of the day, applying like remake logic of how long it takes games to be from the ground up, kind of made like a Demon Souls or the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. Like, I don't think that two years with it's not starting from zero, it may be starting even, like way further back than they'd like to. Like, I, I think that we're going to see this in two years. Or we don't ever see it. I don't that's think That's the other a- thing. Is it just
0: vaporware that'll never actually happen? Then is it beyond good and evil too? We're just never going to see this game. But see,
1: that's the thing is like this it's the opposite of that. Beyond good and evil is like the highest scoped game of all time. Prince of Persia is a 8-hour PS2 game. Yeah? Linear. This is the remake
2: yeah. I get in there, you. get nuts,
0: <laughs> add new stuff. I'm sure Ubisoft's mm. trying to get me to buy some Helix credits for it. They're probably putting a nice open-world map on there. It's a whole bunch of different things. Maybe yeah, there's a lot of user-generated content gotta, for me to go through. A
2: lot of bloat that you got to grind through. And, I'm going to go, uh, go hey, fight a you god for no reason. Hey, this us, sounds great. You know, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Tim, while I'm here, while we're in this Ubisoft uh, uh, talking about Prince of Persia stuff, let's go to Xfire.com, where... <laughs> March twenty first, twenty twenty two. Tom Henderson filed this exclusive: Ubisoft planning massive game showcase. Details are oh, this Wait, this is one that I got linked to over here. Well, Control F two point five D. There we go. Prince of Persia, unknown title. A second Prince of Persia title is reportedly in the works at Ubisoft with uh, Ubisoft Mont- Montpellier, and I'm, I'm probably butchering that, uh, being involved in the project. Uh, the game was described as taking, quote, inspiration from Ori and will be a 2.5D game. Additional details on the title were slim, but I hope to be able to reveal more shortly. Nonetheless, it does seem that Ubisoft is actively working on a second uh, Prince of Persia title.
1: So not more there.
0: Basically, the one line we already had was it, but makes sense that we missed it if it was another, another thing about just Ubisoft in general or whatever.
1: I mean, okay, Greg fucking Miller. This is the team that made Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins. Yeah. Ooh. Among other other games as well, like Zombie U. But we're not going to talk about that. No, we're we're going to focus on Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins. Hell yes. Ah, already one of my most anticipated games. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I, now the, I wonder if that's going to keep getting pushed around, though, too, because we got to wait for this stupid game. This remake, think... maybe the remake no. will be stupid. Now I'm just I, I'm with you. I love Prince of Persia. You know, Prince of Persia is the game that made me stop taking piano lessons. Like I, I I want this to be great. I want it now. I'm greedy. I know, but then it's just the the baffling thing of man. This is what, why I always it's weird. Next time it happens, where though I guarantee there'll be a conversation on a podcast you listen to, or um, just an article you'll see somewhere, or maybe even a tweet where people are like, the next Marvel slate will get announced. They'll talk about the 19 Marvel movies you're getting until 2030, and somebody will be like, why don't video games do this? And this is why. Because it's just like you you come out, you show your cards too early, and then anything that changes from there is a headline, a negative headline. It's a pain in the butt. Everything's got to change. Well,
1: I mean, mean, in in some other ways, like in my opinion, what happened here is this game is only where it's at now because of the public reception of how it looked when they first showed it. Sure. I feel like if they never showed that, I think it'd be a completely different story. I think this game would actually be out already. Not saying it'd be great. I was going to say yeah, 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 kind of ugly. But I I think the game is there. Like it's Sands of Time. Like that game holds up already. Like still, just the game itself stands up. It's not like they need to change a whole bunch of shit. If they change a whole bunch of shit, it wouldn't be Sands of Time. Like sure, the combat's not that deep in it. I don't think that any remake of Sands of Time is going to change that. Sure.
0: But I mean. It's all there, and somehow they still can't hit it, Tim. It's all there. A great game. I digress. One of the best. We'll see when we One see Sands of Time or this 2.5. Number two on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Nintendo is expecting to sell fewer Switches this year. Uh, this is Darren Bontes over at GameSpot. Nintendo is expecting a 10% decrease in Switch console sales in its current fiscal year, estimating that it will only sell 20 million units due to supply constraints. In comparison, Nintendo sold 28.83 million Switch consoles at its peak during its fiscal year 2020 and 23 million units uh, in fiscal 2021, and had previously forecasted it would sell 23 million units during this fiscal year. So we're down 3% right there. Or, I'm sorry, 3 million, the 10% they're talking about. Uh, the current global semiconductor shortage and disruptions to logistics network due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine are to blame, according to Nikkei Asia's sources. Uh, the global chip shortage has made it difficult to procure uh, microcontrollers and uh, other products for its three Switch models, while a coronavirus outbreak in China, where the Switch is manufactured, has further amplified the supply chain issues. Nikkei's uh, sources claim that if the Shanghai lockdown continues, Nintendo could see Switch sales fall below the 20 million mark uh, to make up for the potential shortfall nintendo plans to sell more software as it has a number of big games arriving this later this year splatoon 3 and pokemon scarlet and violet are expected to be top sellers for the company and mario strikers battle league is scheduled for summer release as well quote, the lineup will be at an all-time high level, a Japanese securities analyst told Nikkei. Uh, the company's latest first-party game is Nintendo Switch Sports, a collection of athletic minigames that might make you break a sweat and something expensive. <laughs> uh, Nintendo, also <laughs> online services that are rumored to be expanding soon with Game Boy Advance, because it's your TV. There's a whole Mm -hmm. whole bunch of streamers already breaking their TV playing Nintendo Switch. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, With Game Boy Advance games rumored to join its library of virtual retro consoles. As for the rest of the world, Intel expects expects the chip shortage uh, to last until 2024, as the equipment needed to manufacture products is now also facing supply problems. What a shitty timeline to live in, Tim.
1: Yeah, it sucks, man. And yeah, these are these are the st- new stories. This is what's going to happen. This is just the way of the world right now. Um, I will say, at least it's not as dire as the headline might lead you to believe. There, like the there is the thing of it may fall below the twenty million mark. But if it hits that twenty million mark, that's three million less than than they had planned. Which sure, of course, they want to <laughs> hit the twenty three, not twenty. But like that's not the end of the world. And it sounds like they're going to be making the money back in other ways with the of course uh, software lineup and. It just is what it is. This it whole thing sucks, is, like- you know,
0: is yeah, it's, it is it's always yes. hard to be here especially as we all sit and live through a pandemic and going, "Whoa, is me Nintendo?" You know what I mean? You're going to make Uh, 10% less switches and 10% less revenue it's not like you're not gonna be able to get switches it's not like it's grinding to a halt stuff but what it does uh tim point me to is a conversation i believe we had recently on ps i love you xoxo barrett courtney on the ones and twos i'm correct about this right which was did you did we see it was a conversation from the audience did we see the ps5 generation lasting longer because of all this stuff do you want to take that to nintendo do you think the switch's life cycle lasts longer because of the fact that obviously they're making fewer there's still more juice to get out of this apple let alone the fact that if you want even want to start working on the next one the next uh, switch number two you're still going to have all these different problems to worry about
1: yeah i i actually don't think that the pandemic is going to lengthen the Switch's life cycle. I think that that's kind of part of the plan by design anyways. Like I am firmly in the camp that I think that the they're going to make the Switch last way longer than we've ever had a Nintendo console last before. And I think that gotcha. when they put out the next one, it is going to be the most uh crossover between generations that we've ever seen Nintendo do. Uh Where it is going to be games, there will be games that are exclusive to the new one, but I think there's going to be a big focus on backwards compatibility with the um the old library and like not even just backwards compatibility but like kind of like cross-gen release type shit. uh if it but in an even simpler way than even Xbox where I just think it's just gonna the game's just gonna be the one game it's just a Nintendo Switch game and gotcha maybe it runs better on the Switch Pro or whatever the hell Switch 2 whatever they call it but I just think that a lot of their strategic uh plans in the last this generation kind of point to that and it makes a lot of sense when they have that install base now and people are buying and like the adoption rate of games to uh consoles out there is unrivaled compared to any other system in history it's not just like oh the one-off Wii Sports or something it's like every single Switch title uh first party Nintendo title has uh, a higher rate than any other franchise any other hardware maker so it's like I don't think that's going to stop when you look at Huge system seller games like Pokemon, and you look at the amount that they sold. I, saw, I watched a TikTok a couple of days ago that was like a chart starting in like '96, and uh, it would just go year to year to year to year of Pokemon games being added and like how much they sold. It's really nuts to see how much they the red and blue and uh green sold, and it was like astronomical numbers, and then it kind of and gold and silver as well. Then it kind of goes down. There's still crazy numbers, but it's like making its way up once you get to the Switch generation. Every Pokemon release is just like going off the damn charts like flying crazy and we get the nintendo financial numbers every year and the top 10 highest selling switch games like those numbers are getting astronomically high for animal crossing and mario kart but then you got to look at it the amount of pokemon that are in that top 10 by the time the switch's generation is over i wouldn't be surprised if there are like five plus pokemon games in that top 10 and that top 10 isn't just any top 10 it is one of the most ridiculous top 10 uh mario kart baby animal crossing baby yeah man all of them so uh with with two pokemon games coming out this year and having legends already out like they're gonna have a fantastic year financially
0: and then you know this article mentions nintendo switch sports uh blessing reviewed it games cast and i shouldn't say reviewed it online wasn't on he gave impressions so he he hasn't uh, played the final thing at the time or whatever uh what do you think that's going to do in terms of sales you think that's going to end up like getting in there and actually making waves and being attached to this or is it one of those things that that's too middling right now cuz scores are whatever for it but it's also nobody cares cuz it's sports
1: yeah we talked about this uh, a little bit yesterday but the switch sports is in an interesting place where i think that they're less focusing on getting good reviews and getting into those core gamer hands and it's entirely trying to capture that audience that they had back on the wii that a lot of them did buy switches right how much are they using those switches though i think that's the bigger question is after that initial 2017 playing mario Kart and then smash Bros and all that stuff like how can they kind of get another um high attach rate product out there and i think switch sports is is a good one for that specifically because i think they're going to target more i was saying yesterday like the cosmopolitan audience than uh the ign audience right like i imagine nintendo's reaching out to kind of bizarre uh places for for their marketing and i was saying because at the end of the day reviews are just marketing like they're not doing it out of the goodwill of their hearts to have their products critiqued right um so i think that with that we're in a different place than we were before but i would have bet against and we all would have bet against ring fit adventure when they first announced that we're like okay good for you guys trying to capture that (laughs) we sports audience that ain't gonna work and then look it fucking worked so i think nintendo's proven time and time again that uh when core gamers look at some of the more like light content uh fitness sports based stuff we're like that's that's not gonna work that was lightning in a bottle back in 2006 and time after time they're like nope they got the stuff so i wouldn't be surprised
0: okay uh ladies and gentlemen i wouldn't be surprised if you went to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over there you can write in to be part of the show you can get the post show we do each and every weekday and of course you can get the show ad free and support us but guess what jack you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsor
1: shout out to expressvpn for sponsoring this episode using the internet without expressvpn is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash most of the time you'll probably be fine but what if one day your dog runs away or gets dog napped? it's better to be careful especially when it's as simple as using expressvpn we've been using expressvpn here at kind of funny for years now me personally i've been using it and i know that my internet browsing is secure just gives me that peace of mind that i need every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes hotels airports your online data is not secure, but ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't, and it's great. I use it on my desktop. I use it on my phone. I use it everywhere that I use the internet. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com of kindoffunny. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V. VPN.com slash kind of funny shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so What are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. You can get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. C-H-I-M-E dot com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on Hair. shout out to Babel for sponsoring this episode for most of us learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers definitely not me i took spanish didn't do well in it the first time did okay the second time you know what We'll move on. Now, thanks to Babbel language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller has been learning French little by little, and now when he goes back home to to Canada to see Jen's family, he'll be able to communicate better. Isn't that a lovely situation? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new Language on the go. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accents. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com/slash kinda funny. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash kinda funny for up to sixty percent off your subscription. Babbel language for life. One more time. Babbel.com slash kinda funny.
0: Next item on the road reports a sad one. Number three, a PAX East enforcer has died from COVID after the show. This is CC Jang over at Kotaku. A PAX East enforcer died from coronavirus after working at the convention last Saturday. Dawn D. Starwood uh, was well regarded by other enforcers who donated to the GoFundMe for her funeral, parentheses, which met its goal in a single day. The organizer for the fundraiser emphasizes that Wood had, quote, the most fun she had had in years, but her death has led some members of the gaming community to question the necessity of in-person conventions. PAX enforcers are workers who handle planning and in-person operations for the annual gaming convention. They are paid the local minimum wage and given a four-day pass for the extended weekend. According to a press comment given to FanBite, Wood had been uh, an enforcer since 2014. According to the official PAX East website, all attendees were required to show proof of vaccination and wear face coverings while attending the event. A few days before the convention, Boston dropped its mandate for masking while on public transportation. And it's unknown how consistently masking mandates were actually enforced. Kotaku reached out to PAX East for a comment, but did not receive one by the time of publication. According to the GoFundMe page, Wood returned home sick from the convention, and her symptoms were so severe that her mother, Robin Bassett, took care of her throughout the weekend or um, throughout the week. Bassett called uh, the police for a wellness check on Saturday after her daughter failed to check in with her, and they discovered that Wood had passed away overnight. The fundraiser is currently at $11,615 of its $10,000 goal, which would be used to pay for Wood's cremation and funeral expenses. Her sister, her sister uh, Margaret D- uh, Domingo, uh, was, running for, was running the fundraiser for her funeral, uh, but she also caught COVID from attending the convention. Uh, their mother currently runs the fundraising page while uh, uh, Margaret uh, is in the emergency room. She wrote, "Quote: Thank you all so much for all the support and your many contribute contributions. Uh, I wish that Dawn had known uh, in life how very many lives she has touched." End quote. Some members of the games industry have spoken out against the necessity of in-person conventions. Uh, they were difficult to justify once companies and independent creators, uh, and independent creators realized that they could run conferences online. And they've only become uh, more contentious as E3 was canceled. COVID spread rampantly at the Game Developers Conference, and Magfest became a spreader event. So obviously, Tim you know all of our love and support to uh dawn her family uh, and all the enforcers and people and family and friends that are affected by this obviously
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's just reminder just be safe out there you know like make sure that you you don't know who you can trust but at the same time you know you can trust yourself so make sure you're just putting your best self out there and taking care of others and taking care of the people around you as much as humanly possible
2: yes it's also a reminder that this affects everybody differently uh when it spreads so again Of just like being careful and think about when you are going to conventions of you know not everybody has the same you know reactions to uh things like COVID as you do um and you just you got to keep that in mind while also trying to keep yourself and others safe and loved ones safe
0: yeah and this is you know the new normal which is fucked up to say and think about but it's true of like anywhere you go now is a risk and you have to weigh those and take every precaution you can but also understand that you're at the mercy of everybody else around you and what they did and then yeah how people are going to react to it and this is going to go on and you know different immune systems and uh, you know um, uh, immunocompromised diseases and things like that or immune systems like there's so much to weigh right now just going to get a cup of coffee but yeah obviously as the convention season ramps up and pax continues to roll on and pax west is coming up obviously in comic-con so on and so forth everybody take care of each, each other uh, make sure you're boosted make sure you're vaccinated make sure you're taking every precaution you can but this is a you know, stark and cold reminder, of course, that the pandemic is not over as much as we want it to be, as much as uh, it might seem like it at times when you look around a restaurant and you're all chilling out. Uh, just be careful and take care of everything mm-hmm uh yesterday tim there was news of course uh that square enix was getting rid of a whole bunch of studios right uh square enix montreal idos yes yeah square enix montreal idos montreal and then uh christian uh in part of that we now know how tomb raider has sold over time uh we're going to go to ign where george yang will report but barrett We'll show us a little graphic uh, square Enix's decision to sell a trove of franchises and studios to embracer group has yielded some interesting info including the lifetime sales of the tomb raider franchise following embracer group's agreement to purchase IDOS montreal square enix montreal and crystal dynamics from square enix the company shared a timeline of the tomb raider franchise according to the timeline tomb raider has sold 88 million units since its inception in 1996 with 38 million of the lifetime sales coming from the reboot trilogy alone which includes tomb raider 2013 rise of the tomb raider and shadow of the tomb raider additionally the franchise saw more than 53 million paid mobile downloads from entries such as Lara croft relic run and Lara croft go tim as we look at this together now
1: and can talk about it surprising to you in any respect uh no not really i think this kind of adds up to about what i would expect there's been a lot of entries in this franchise so 88 million sounds about right 38 million being from the reboot that makes sense with the amount of those consoles in the wild and the interest of video games at those points in time um i think that that number could have been higher if obviously if it wasn't uh, if rise of the tomb raider wasn't exclusive to xbox um but i i think that these numbers are pretty telling that the reboot trilogy was not a flop by any means um they definitely perform very well for sure.
0: And they're great games. And that's the thing, you know, I think that has been the, I heard you and blessing talk about this. I listened to games daily yesterday. And you talked about, you know, the fact that, you know, the exclusivity for Rise of the Tomb Raider kind of took the wind out of the sails of Tomb Raider and it was on the wrong platform because obviously PlayStation fans are more uh, uh, attuned and and ready to buy and they know what they have when they're looking for a narrative adventure, right? Uh, A third party or a third person narrative adventure, something like that, than an Xbox uh, necessarily. And that's true. And then I also think it's just such a sad state of affairs for how they treated this reboot trilogy. Because I think that, 2013 tomb raider was so good and so special and that and so different from what we knew for tomb raider and then to step on the rake with rise of the tomb raider and get in the way of your momentum and screw that up and piss off a playstation audience and make a game see, you know how it always is feel old by the time you get it over there all right and then for shadow of the tomb raider to be this one that was crystal but it wasn't crystal right that was the one that uh, was being worked on by idos montreal Right. And that was leaked on the subway and that, you know, Chris dynamics was working on Avengers at the time. And so then you get the shadow of the shadow of the tomb Raider, which di- I don't think lived up to the the expectations set by tomb Raider and rise of the tomb Raider. And neither did most critics. And then you find out that it was delayed for Avenger. Like that. It, it got shifted because of Avengers. And then Avengers is what it is. Like crystal dynamics needs a win. You know what I mean? Like the, and the, you hope they get that out of embracer group. I had a lot of conversations yesterday, uh, not on camera about this just with uh, friends and colleagues talking about it where it's like the hope here is that cool you're no longer under square enix who every time anybody put, put out a fucking video game they would be like or any western studio put out a video game uh didn't meet expectations well it's like well what the fuck were your expectations for this game why were they so astronomical yada 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 you're out from underneath them maybe you get a chance to thrive but like when io interactive left And Square was like, you can take Hitman with you. It wouldn't be Hitman without you guys. There was such an excitement and energy to that announcement where it's like, yeah, this is awesome. They're going to make really cool shit. And you don't see that right now with Embracer Group. And it is because Embracer Group, what is Embracer Group known for? They're known for just buying a shitload of fucking studios and just having them. They're not known for putting out amazing games yet. You You hope that happens. You hope that changes. They're just known for buying and buying and buying. So it's like, Until they start producing and producing and producing great games, what do we what does this mean? You know, Tim, it's hard to be excited that okay, Crystal Dynamics isn't under Square, but now they're under another giant organization and I don't know what they're looking for in terms of the return.
1: Yeah. The uh some of the the comments i saw yesterday that were like kind of going against what i was saying was just like tim like you're you're saying that embracer group doesn't put out games like they put out way more games than microsoft did in the last couple of years and all this stuff and it's like yeah just quantity quality you guys understand what we're talking about here like greg you're you're totally nailing it where it's like they need to be putting out great games Dangers. at a at, at a at a pretty quick clip at this point where it's like they have so many teams and ip and all this stuff where it's like there has to be some level of strategy shown this is with blessing i were talking about like I know that we got the uh, um, the 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 Koch Media, Koch Media, whatever it is, um, thing okay. during E3 last year, right? But it's like, until we get like an Embracer group, like showcase where there is an actual plan of here's all the different games, here's what you're going to get, it's going to feel weird and piecemeal when there's the Koch one here and then there's the uh, THQ Nordic thing there. It's like, it doesn't feel like it's one group. It feels like it's just a bunch of mismatched shit next to each other. And mismatch shit is fine when there's kind of big tentpole moments to tie it all together that glue uh but without that it's kind of just a lot of noise and i feel like that's where we're at right now with embracer it's a lot of noise and that's yeah. not where i want crystal dynamics to be exactly
0: and i need something to hit and be put out of there uh i i was almost made a required reading i love all the gex stuff you're showing us <laughs>
2: I, mean, I, I almost, up of, like, they need to come out with something, and the, the answer's Gex, okay?
0: Uh, I, I almost made a required reading, and I'll just shout it out here as required reading. GameSpot today, and I guess actually yesterday went up at 1230 according to this timestamp, uh, but Gabe Gerwin put up an article that says, Who is the Embracer Group? Everything you need to know about the massive game company. So I just want to read the top part here, all right? What is Embracer Group? Let's get this out of the way first. The reason you may not recognize the Embracer Group name is that it operates several other publishers and developers with names you do recognize. At this time, Embracer Group is the parent company of major publishers like Deep Silver, THQ Nordic, and Gearbox, to name a few, as well as over 100 Game Studios. The company was previously known as THQ Nordic, but adopted its current name to avoid confusion uh, following its many acquisitions. Embracer Group, when it was known as Nordic Games, was a very small operation that focused primarily on finding holes in the market it could capitalize on, such as a lack of karaoke games and Nintendo systems in the late 2000s. After acquiring smaller properties and slowly growing while keeping costs low, it entered something of a phase two. Embracer, Embracer Group has grown enormously over the last several years, often by purchasing studios and franchise rights from other companies that are either letting them stay dormant or are liquidating because of bankruptcy. This is how the company came to own such original th- came. I'm not, this is how the company came to own much of original THQ's catalog, including the Metro and Dark series. It also eventually acquired the THQ name itself, with the Nordic publishing brand becoming THQ Nordic following its most recent transactions embracer group will have more than fourteen thousand employees the majority of whom are game developers and 124 different studios below we've listed some of the prominent studios and this is yeah obviously it goes on and on like this right but that's in a nutshell where we're at right now and i think again to the point we're talking about yes you know some of these but okay cool they bought and deep they have deep silver great deep silver we're still waiting like, okay, what's the next? Okay, well, what are you going to do with? All right, cool. THQ Nordic, which is putting out all the remakes and stuff. Okay, cool. Gearbox, who they just got or whatever, right? They just got Gearbox. And so it's like, you can't really, uh, your credit, like Borderlands 3 was before then. Tiny Tina is after, but like, obviously they were already working on Tiny Tina. So it's like, what is the influence of this going to be? What, are these, what do these look like when they're not just putting out Kingdoms of re Reckoning, when they're putting out Spongebob uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, as Barrett's showing you right here, right? Like, What do the original games look like for this, and what is it like working for them, and what are the returns they want on them? There's so many questions I have about the Embracer group that you know we won't know for a while. We'll have to wait for them to get there and you see what happens
1: yeah i mean that's the thing is like the the big ticket items are the games that we still haven't seen from them whether it's the time splitters the new time splitters or um is it dead island 2 (laughs) sure yeah you put that in there yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like like those are the big ones and we don't got them we we do just get a bunch of these like ports to varying degrees of quality that destroy all humans and all that stuff so
0: yeah we'll see Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all all you can do is speculate at this point on any of it. And yeah, like what's going to happen. And we you know Crystal obviously ahead of time had announced you. I, you had a great point about this yesterday, Tim, that I really appreciated of Crystal doing the awkward announcement of like, oh, we're working on another Tomb Raider. Come work on it with us. And it was clearly just putting it out there so that you know get it out there to get stock prices or whatever to make to make it more of a valuable commodity when you're trying to be acquired like that and then in the yeah. same way of like are they just is square enix just selling things off like this right now because they want to be sold off to playstation or whoever to,
1: as the rumors have been lately we'll have to wait and see as acquisition yeah. season continues on but just keep your eyes out when there's weird announcements there there's there's probably a paper trail leading to something bigger
0: uh, and then here's the one I th- saw going around, but I didn't hear it get discussed too much yesterday. My dog, Nick, 96 in the chat says, will Square Enix Montreal now be called Embracer Montreal? You hope not, right? I mean, you, you, you hope
1: not. You hope they come up I mean, better this, name than that. It goes back to what I was saying. Montreal like, Studio. Embracer kind of seems to not really be the brand. And I wonder yeah. if they'll ever change that. But I imagine it won't be Embracer Montreal. They'll just come up with some other random name. But like Embracer seems to kind
2: of just be the... THQ the, Montreal.
1: Yeah, straight yeah. up. I, I think
2: that's that.
0: actually a lot more likely. That's the thing. I guess yeah, you got to figure out where you're going to put them, where they're going to fall, where they're going to go. But Time will tell, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number five on the Roper Report. This is a visual assignment. Sorry uh, for everybody else there. Uh, Barrett, hit the play button, and let's watch Sonic Prime's first look from Netflix over on Twitter, and then All we'll read about it from IGN.
2: Just a second so y'all can hear the trailer as well. And then let's go over here. It's very quick. It's very quick cuz you know him. Got to go Dwink fast. Got to go fast. I know what you're thinking. I'm good and powerful apparently. Jealous?
0: I mean, that looks like fucking dog shit. You kidding me? What are we th- what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fucking
0: garbage. Ryan Leston at IGN writes, Netflix has unveiled a brief look at Sonic Prime, the new Sonic the Hedgehog animated series. A brief new animated trailer and several images have been unveiled by Netflix, giving us a glimpse at the new Sonic the Hedgehog show, as well as several upcoming uh, animated projects. Uh, Sonic Prime follows the legendary blue hedgehog on a, quote, high-octane adventure where the fate of a strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands, end quote. That may sound like an altogether familiar premise, but it's said that Sonic prime is more than just quote a race to save the universe. End quote with Netflix explaining that Sonic will find himself on quote a journey of self-discovery and redemption end quote Uh, at the moment details about the Sonic prime (laughs) (laughs) at the moment details about Sonic prime are scarce, but the show will feature 24 full episodes, Tim. What made you you laugh there?
2: Just a journey
0: of self-discovery and redemption. Turns As out Donic, uh, Sonic here has a real alcohol problem. He's going to go through the ship, but AA will help him. He'll get on his feet. You know what I mean? He'll go out and save the world. He'll, he'll reunite with his uh, his uh, strange stepdaughter. You know what I mean? There'll be a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Tails and him, they'll start some kind of detective agency. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Tim,
1: you care about Sonic a lot. What do you think? I do care about Sonic a lot. This is the, the Sonic stuff I care about the least. It kind of just seems like a hodgepodge of like the the worst elements. Like I don't like the CG look. His feet there just seems like it seems like they're pulling from the classic design but they're also pulling from the modern design And it just kind of just seems like none of them add up you even look at the logo treatment of it like it seems more like the modern type of vibe whereas like the screenshot barrett has here seems like they're going for the classic infinity symbol uh of the him running quickly and all that stuff i don't know it's a kid show and I, I feel like this is like the vibe of it is they're they're trying to target the kids there's always been multiple sonic of cartoons course. and every generation's had it's sonic whether it was sonic x or going back to the 90s there was the two ones there was adventures of sonic the hedgehog which was more looney tunes like and then there was uh sonic the hedgehog the saturday morning uh cartoon which was fucking awesome and I think the more important thing that everybody needs to know is uh group is kickstarting a season three of that and it looks fucking fantastic they put out a trailer uh last week and they had the original guy that did the theme song remake the theme song it just looks so awesome so as a Sonic fan I can't be upset right now because we are actually living in the best time Two great movies and uh Sonic Mania exists. I'm like, all right, cool. We got Sonic uh Frontier coming out. Is that what it is? Frontier. That I think sounds so. right. Yeah. Um, and I'm semi-hopeful for that. Um, but this gives me more Sonic Forces vibes than than anything, which is not great. Um, also Roger Craig Smith, not the voice of Sonic uh, <laughs> in this one. Uh, we do not know who the uh, new voice actor is Are yet. You? Do we?
2: Yeah, um, uh, apparently from reports, it's uh, someone named uh, Devin Christian Mack, which honestly, you know, That's give a uh, give, give, uh, younger talent, uh, uh, you know, uh, the chance to be new characters. I love Roger Craig Smith uh, did a great Batman in Batman Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, get, get some get some new voices in there. Um, I, I wonder when Netflix is going to cancel this and lay off the uh, the uh, animators for this one. Pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty quick.
0: I don't want to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll I call see. it, you know, I say it looks like dog shit because I don't think it looks good, but it's also like I under, totally understand. It's like, it, it, this could look like the best fucking cartoon in the world and I wasn't going to watch it just because I'm Well, not that's the thing it. is it's a kid's show. Go play. Go kids. Go enjoy Sonic. I hope everybody. Sonic. Maybe this will be, be Benjamin Sonic. Maybe in three years from now, I'll be talking to Prince Futterbean whatever that guy's name was the voice actor for fucking Sonic the new voice act well he's got three names Jonathan Taylor Thomas who's doing the fucking name Prince
2: Futterbean <laughs> why, what? Is that your... why was that know. your I don't know it's what best. I grabbed what's I the lost. fucking name? I, I lost it I'm not on the page anymore hold on hold on hold on I got it for you I got it for you it is uh, I'm losing it I'm losing it uh, Devin Christian Mack <laughs> Close enough. Not close you know what what I mean? whatsoever. Devin Christian Mac. maybe three years from now, Devin Christian Mac's on the show.
0: You know, Ben's all excited for it, and stuff. We're having a great time, but like, go get him, cartoon people, whatever. I don't know.
1: Well, Sonic. I mean, th- that's the thing is, like, I I, I don't w- want it to just exist because it's an IP that needs to exist, and I feel <laughs> like with some of the Netflix animation stuff, that has been the case, and it, especially with Sonic, it's like the cartoons are so hit or miss with the quality, but it's like in a weird, unexpected way. The last Sonic cartoon was Sonic Boom. And boom, that boom. was the the worst Sonic game ever. Like people that say Sonic 06 is the worst Sonic game, they're wrong. It's Sonic Boom. It is absolute garbage. There's a let's play that we have up on kind of funny games that you can check out from like 2016. It is a horrible video game, but the show was awesome and it was super well written. And it was like the exact thing that you'd want from a kid's cartoon that is like it has that little extra layer of like adult humor to it, and like it's written in a way that Uh, isn't just for dumbass kids. It's for, like, pretty cool, smart kids. You know what I
0: mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I don't get that vibe so far from what we're seeing from this, but we also just saw 10 seconds of it.
0: We will see, ladies and gentlemen. I I think 10 seconds is being – I think you're giving it too much there. I think you saw much – you know, it doesn't matter. I will not be watching this show. You say that now, but – when Kevin makes you do an interview of it, uh, I can't wait to see all 24 episodes of Sonic Prime fe- featuring Chris Butterbean or whatever the fuck. Uh, but it's still so far away. If I didn't want to wait for Devin Matt Christian to show up and talk about being Sonic, where would I go right now, Tim?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. yeah
0: Oh, Bear went high. I like it a lot. Uh, out today, Red Dead Online's fastest riders can earn bonuses across Standard Open and Target races this week, alongside monthly bonuses such as double rewards on blood money contracts and free roam missions. Sifu received its first content update today on PlayStation and PC. The Sifu Spring 2022 content update brings new features ranging from difficulty settings and advanced trading mode, allowing players to train against any impotent, including bosses, a new outfit feature for main character, the main character, including three new outfits, along with with uh, many other quality of life updates and changes uh, for the UI and controls. In honor of May the 4th, from a galaxy far, far away, lightsabers, stormtroopers, and E-11 blaster rifles have returned to Fortnite, Battle Battle Royale, in Zero Build. It's time to reclaim the force by wielding lightsabers for yourself. In addition, Kylo Ren, Rey Finn, the Imperial stormtrooper, and more outfits will be making a reappearance in the Fortnite item shop starting today until May 17th then oaken lands lands oh no oaken is the game oaken i hate it when i take them from the press release and they try to get all clever with it oaken is on pc early access today if that wasn't enough for you ladies and gentlemen of course halo infinite season two lone wolf starts today loot river is on pc oh. xbox series x uh would you did you howl at loot river
1: what the lone wolf
0: gotcha halo. that makes more sense sorry i was hung up on the wrong. One. uh okay adios amigos is on ps4 and ps5 um i think that no no dungeon defenders awakened is on playstation 4 as well and then wildcat gun machine is on pc and ps4 and then that's it for today oh actually Oop. wildcats tomorrow sorry well i didn't i didn't do the. you know this weekend games from kataku this zach guy is asleep at the wheel now i don't know if he did it this week so i didn't have time to jump around and do it so i had to jump over here and do it i was reading a thing you know how it is uh, no, he really
2: snuck up on us i'll say Cause that was when I nah. feel like do me a solid What? <laughs> loot river. I saw the press release come through. They yeah. were like, we have a review code if you want. And I
0: was like, great. I read it. And I'm like, this doesn't sound great. But then you came out of nowhere the other day and asked for a code. I was like, Oh yeah, I got one right here. And then once you did it, that brought everybody out of the beehive. Show
2: me a trailer for loot river and explain why I would like this game. I don't know if this is a Greg Miller game, but turn off the trailer and end the show. uh, I forget what showcase this was from, either last year or two years ago. It must have been two years ago because I remember having this on my fantasy games list. Wait, I have that uh, information. Last year, and so yeah, it was at the Gorilla Collective. Day of the devs and ID at Xbox
0: events. Yeah.
2: And so it, it it seems to be this cool, like, uh, like uh, 2D top-down action game where there's a lot of puzzle elements, as you're seeing in the trailer now for uh, uh, video listeners. Um where you're moving around like platforms, um, I don't remember like much from it, but it just—I remember it really stood out to Andy and I. Uh, Let like me give two you some years room. ago, and then we like did not hear anything about it, and then it was like out of nowhere, it was like, oh hey, Loot River comes out in like two days, and I was like, whoa, that's cool. The press release describes it as Souls meets meets Tetris's action uh, yeah. roadlight.
0: Uh, receiving a lot of attention at events like Guerrilla Collective, Day of the Dev, and ID at Xbox events, Loot River sees you exploring labyrinthine, uh, procedurally generated waterways, where you will discover a rich combat system, a very, a varied uh, bestiary of cursed enemies, and a bounty of build-changing weapons, spells, and other loot. Harnessing the power of the relic to shift the ground beneath you, you slide around the floating pieces of ruined landscapes, using these Tetris-like blocks to solve spatial uh, exploration puzzles, and as a tool to combat Oh, uh, as a tool in combat to manipulate enemies uh, and control the space on which your battles take place. Uh, uh, out on Game Pass. Out on Game Pass. Xbox, PC, Game Pass. There you go. And it uh, works on Steam Deck. So there
1: you go. I ask you this all the time, Greg. What's the status of your Steam Deck? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, and I signed it up to one of, like, the, those 19 emails you use that you're just, like, burner emails. Like, I figure mm-hmm. my Steam thing. Is. And so I have to go over there and check it every time. It's still the thing of, hey, I'm on the list. I'm getting it between April and June. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So here we are in fucking goddamn May, and I still don't have it. Do you know and that what I, Legacy 2 works on the Steam Deck? I really dislike that you bring that up again. You know what I mean? A game that's meant to be on the PlayStation Vita, yes, it works on the Steam Deck. And I should, you know, I should uh, have why it. Why would they put but, it on
2: a dead console?
0: You know, because maybe... It's called remembering where you came from, Barrett. You know what I mean? It's it's about paying it forward, paying it backward. You know what I mean? Take care I, of the I'm people that put sure you on the map. The,
2: I'm pretty sure the lineage was Game Boy Advance to DS. Rogue, to, Rogue um, Legacy Switch.
0: sold all of its copies on Vita. A lot of people don't know that. But to digress, to get away from uh, shitting on Cellar Door Games for selling out the Vita, to shit on instead somebody like Paris Lily. Like, that's the problem with the Steam Deck information is the fact that mine still says here, Q2, April to June. I check my email and I don't have it. And I... Ladies and gentlemen, you're, you're a kind of funny fan. You've probably been here for a long time. I implore you to look back at my 15-year career and find mm-hmm. somebody who's done more for PC gaming than I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a Steam Deck. I don't have it. Mr. PC Greg Miller, I don't mm-hmm. have a Steam Deck. I don't have it, but Paris has one. Mr. Xbox hosts an Xbox showcase. He gets a Steam Deck, no problem. He deserves it this console noob over here, this plebe. And not only that, as uh, Danny Pena from G4 has been pointing out left and right, what does Paris do with this Steam Deck? He takes photos of games loaded on the Steam Deck. This man mm-hmm. doesn't even play them. He just takes photos of the Steam Deck with a
2: game on the screen. He does not play them. This is embarrassing. You can check out Paris uh, impressions of the Steam Deck on this uh, recent episode of the Kind of Funny X-Guess
0: outrageous giving paris lily a steam deck before greg miller this Everyone is like smile. giving this is like going to kansas and giving someone there a bar of soap they don't know how to use it they don't appreciate it new dates for you badland Prince party <laughs> badland party is launching on apple arcade may 6th warped cart racers is launching on apple arcade uh may 20th area man lives is coming to MetaQuest Two, rift vive and steam stores may 12th uh Then, uh, when the latest update for Krafton Inc.'s PUBG Battlegrounds releases on May 11th for PC and May 19th for consoles, players can finally claim who's the best in the world with the new 1v1 arena in training mode and the
1: 17.2 update. uh oh, with this, one. yeah, what do you got, for Greg me? Miller? Yeah, warped cart racers. I was yeah. like, I'm kind of interested. What could this possibly be? Guess what it is. Um, so it it's a cart racer. It's warped.
0: I'm assuming it's probably taking things like King of the Hill, Family Guy, American Dad, other shows like that, and having them race against each other.
1: Huh, huh. That's an excellent guess, Greg. You're correct. <laughs> uh,
0: number one games journalist, right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, nah, I, I read the press release about it. Yeah, it's it's. Not, I wasn't sure how much time we'd have, but yeah, it's a car racer with all your favorite Fox cartoons. It's like, uh, okay. Why has it got what? such a terrible fucking name? Why wouldn't you call yeah. this? animation Fox's animation domination cart racer or whatever. do they still yeah. call it
2: that animation i don't know domination. but i'm saying that would at least been someone, yeah, someone that would ring a bell
0: for why i should fucking care about
2: this game guy can't wait to raise this, bobby hill. but here
0: in the chat gas man, gas, <laughs> gas man says it no simpsons no buy. i understand you gotta have you gotta have a hill to die on
1: Barrett, I I don't know why because you guys are nothing alike, but I love the idea of Bobby Hill being a Barrett Barrett variant out there. Oh, I love
2: a oh, dude. I love Bobby Hill, and if he, if he's a variant in another uh, multiverse situation, I would love that. That's my purse. I don't know you. Uh, new dates for you. As I said, uh, yeah,
0: but uh, uh, oh, did I get through all these? No, I didn't. Okay, uh, Lovecraft's Untold Stories Two is launching May seventeenth on PC, Mac, and Linux, and then. The Messia uh, will launch on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC on August 9th. Tim, clear your mind. Rapid fire question. Joel White says, what does Tim think of the new Samsung OLED TVs?
1: Very, very exciting stuff. Finally, OLED technology is getting a little bit competitive, which I think LG kind of needs. LG kind of holding down right now is just like the good default, especially for gamers out there. You're still gonna want to go for the the C2, C one, C X situation going on. Cause I think right now they have the best value proposition for price to size to gaming experience with all the uh video game focused stuff. Sony's really killing the game in terms of picture quality, in terms of movies, um, where you're really gonna get like the best kind of um frame rate and like like the smoothest uh picture but what's cool about samsung right now is they got the qd oled thing going and we'll see how that all goes but that's quantum dot it means that uh one of oled's biggest downfalls right now is its brightness the the peak brightness isn't that high uh in terms of nits so this is allowing it to be a little bit brighter actually a lot bit brighter uh but With that pro comes some cons where it starts to look a little bit unnatural potentially. Um, So it's really kind of what your taste is looking for. If you're looking for more reference quality or if you're looking for just like burn out your retina's brightness, which there's definitely appeal to. Of course
0: uh we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday uh redeem Shawshank. Says the pronunciation, as I was saying, Poon, is more like Pune uh, for the developer in Ubisoft. Uh, KDG says, for clarity, Rise of Tomb Raider was only a one-year timed exclusive that came to PlayStation 4 in 2016. Thought we, I, I don't know. what For clarity, sure. I think we were just saying it was exclusive for a while on Xbox. And then Nanobiologist says, animation domination is still a thing.
2: Whoa. Man.
0: Remember... And I'm not talking shit if you still do. This isn't me talking shit. But remember that time in your life where Sunday nights on Fox were such a big deal? To go watch yeah. The Simpsons and go watch American Dad and, like, fucking... If, if you're really old like me, watch Married with Children when it was new. Mm, mm, you are really Sunday old. nights used to be the shit, man. Yeah. But now was, you got to be
2: up. And, like, throughout the week, Greg, uh, throughout Fox, right? Like, Thursday nights were always the big nights. Uh, big nights, House MD important sure. shows like that. And then, sure. yeah, Sunday to- Well, though, I mean, X-Files out. on Fridays. Remember that? Mm. I like, oh, no, no, I don't because I'm, I'm, I'm really young. You're young. I, I, yeah, I do you remember watching X-Files really young because my mom really loves that show, so.
0: Yeah.
1: I missed out on that Sunday night experience and I'm jealous because I got stuck with Linda Ellerbee watching Nick News. I was, I, there's nothing to hate about Linda Ellerbee, though. Greg Miller, there's a lot to hate about Linda Ellerbee <laughs> when you're a fucking eight-year-old kid and all you want to watch is some goddamn cartoons, maybe some live-action prepubescent mishaps and you get stuck with linda ellerby telling you about fucking recycling
0: hey man you need to know about recycling it could have saved a lot of things I you would have been recycling these the whole 30 years
2: nick news fucking sucked
0: thank you bless <laughs> thank you yeah sundays were like I, like sundays are always a great night for television and i think it's one of those things because it's like your last chance to have a little bit of like sweetness before you go back to fucking school yeah i hate your life 100 you know what i mean because friday endless opportunities you're having such a great time that night then Saturday also a great party night, but a little bit of a twinge of sadness, like when you do the sleepover Saturday night, and then you you know you're awake at like three in the morning Sunday, like oh yeah. shit, hold on, I'm gonna be fucking exhausted all Sunday, and then I gotta go fucking school on Monday.
1: Ugh. Yeah, Lowe's see that was Park. the worst thing. The worst thing about Nick News is it's like you, you're you coming off that high that was Snick on Saturday yeah, nights, yeah. right? You're fucking living, Greg. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, school's the next day. And then they got to, like, remind you. It's like, no, motherfuckers. School is now. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, school sucks. Don't go, kids. Uh, tomorrow, your hosts
0: on Wednesday will be Blessing and Janet. Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim again. Friday, it will be me and Blessing. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games right now, guess what? The Lone Wolves themselves, Andy, Blessing, and Snowbike Mike are about to hot drop into Master Chief's anus and play some Halo Infinite. season. <laughs> in my, I don't, I obviously I was going to drop on them. I was making a Fortnite thing, and then I just like, well, they're going to become Master Chief. How do you become Master Chief? You go in like a puppet. They're going to go Y'all in like go a puppet. In. That's how they're doing it. Uh that's going to be on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. You're already watching live. That's what they're doing. Uh, it'll be up later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Plays. If you want to see Andy Cortez. Go inside Master Chief and wear him like a skin suit. Even though I guess technically in multiplayer you're not Master Chief, right? You're your own Spartan or some shit. Mm-hmm. Is that how they didn't change that around. They didn't. They didn't do the weird possession thing. I'm giving you this time around. That wasn't Halo Infinite's thing. Like the infinite. There's infinite Master Chiefs, and you take them over by coming in through their butt, and you come in and then you power them like some kind of weird mech. Because I think I'm thinking it's more of like a spirit transfer, but the spirit goes in the butthole. Fair. So is that, did, has three four three commented on that. No. Oh, hold on a yet. second. Uh oh. Oh no, and no, that's actually too dirty. <laughs> I thought there was a good one in chat. I was like, no, that's too dirty. I don't want that. Uh of course if you want to come watch me and Tim do the post show, you can find it on Patreon.com slash kinda funny games. Of course, on Patreon.com slash kinda funny games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free, and you can just have a good time supporting us and watching things like the GamesCast, X Cast, and P.S. i Love You XOXO live as we record them. For now though, we got that post show to do. So until mm-hmm. next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.